Talking Back. I'm your host, Dr. Paula Sperry. For the next half hour, I invite you to join me as we explore health issues in the news and learn from those involved in keeping our community healthy. Our goal is not to diagnose or to suggest treatment, but to celebrate your body's innate potential to heal itself. Hey, good morning, everyone. My name is Dr. Paula Sperry. Thank you for tuning in to Talking Back. I'm with Chantel Baptist. She's a regular <laughs> guest on our program here on Talking Back because it's just so much fun to talk to you, Chantel. Thank you. And she knows an awful lot about um, alternative mindset when it comes to healthcare. You've got a lovely accent. Where's that from? I am from Cape Town, South Africa. I came to the United States for the first time October 2003. Mm-hmm. I was working down in Florida for six months and then I came up to the Cape that summer. But what motivated you to come to the United States in the first place? Um, I'd always wanted to travel. I just thought, well, the first opportunity that came up mm-hmm. in a country where the currency was better than where I was from, I figured I would go to wherever that was, mm-hmm. save some money and, and travel and see some stuff before I started my, my work life. Right, right. How old yeah. were you, if I may ask? I was 22, 23. Oh, what a great age yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. I came because, just because it was easier. I needed a whole bunch of money in the bank that I didn't have to go to the UK. Mm. And I was at a restaurant one day and someone offered me a job in Florida. So I was like, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What gave you a passion for helping people? I mean, since I've known you, you've been involved in um, alternative and uh, complementary health care. I mean, I've always wanted to help people with their health. Originally, when I was in high school, I wanted to study psychology. Hmm. And then when I came here, school was just so expensive. And I met a woman named Pam Russell, who you probably remember. And she said to me, I think you really should be a health coach. I think you'd be really good at it. Mm. So Mm -hmm. I went to that school, Integrative Nutrition, and did that program. And I just, what I loved about their program was that they pulled other things in. It wasn't just about food. You know, mm-hmm. you learned about different dietary theories. You, you know, you learned about <laughs> the food pyramid, Western price, you know, low carb, high carb, high fat, vegan, everything. Oh, yeah. All of the different dietary theories, Zone, Atkins, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But what they did differently than other nutrition schools was pull in how things outside of you affect why you're eating the way you do and how you feel about your health and the blocks that you might have around your health and how to cleanse your system emotionally and how, how to tie all of that stuff together. And mm. that was always where my passion was anyway. Food is often the, the entry point for people with their health. Um, weight loss is often why people come to you as mm-hmm. a health coach. Right, right. When you talk to people about weight loss, most of the time people are not overweight because they learned how to eat bad food as a kid. You know, mm-hmm. although sometimes that there's that. There's always an underlying reason that sometimes is very deep and traumatic at times. So it really, yeah. the program really tied everything wow. together. And I still find that food is an easy way to get people into into a program and address, you know, what's really going on. Because, you know, that's step one. If you're eating well and you're looking after yourself, 
you think better, you feel better, you're able to look at other issues in your life clearer. Mm -hmm. It's just better, you know? Well, there's a big issue today out there in the news, dysbiosis and gut bacteria. Yeah, gut health is a huge thing, yeah, a huge it's... thing right now. You know, the food that we're eating in this country is banned in 30, 40 other countries throughout that the world. That is so true, yeah. It's so much easier in America to go to a health food store and and get really, really good food. It's much easier here. Mm -hmm. But it's also way easier to get really bad stuff mm -hmm. in your body here. And the standard in America is really bad. Mm -hmm. Most people are eating really bad. Yeah. You just have to walk through the grocery store. It's like, I wouldn't buy any of this. Yeah. I want gas points, but it isn't worth my health. Yeah. I don't know how, <laughs> how long those hostess things have been on that shelf. Right. Yep. <laughs> you know, and they could probably be there for 50 years and it wouldn't matter. I mean, but even the organic apples you buy today and it will sit there. You could even cut it in half. It won't turn brown. Yeah. Probably six months later, you've just got this dehydrated apple. If you pick one from a tree yeah. and you take a bite out of it, by the time you go to take the next bite, it's already browning. It's starting to oxidize. Yeah. It's challenging when you start looking at how deep it all goes. I try to look at someone's health plan as how can you just make one decision today better than yesterday? If you're having 12 Diet Cokes today, can you have 10 tomorrow? Because it's very overwhelming for people yeah. when they've been eating the way that we're trained to eat in this country for their whole life. Mm -hmm. And now they've got all these problems and you're like, okay, so now you have to cut out these 12 things that have been your whole diet for your whole life mm -hmm. today. Yeah. No, no one's going to want to do that. Right. The block that that puts for me as a coach is, you know, they're not going to want to do the program. You always have to work with someone where they're at. Yeah, but absolutely. sometimes you have to work with people in a way that, you know, it's like it's not the whole, you know, you have one bite of the elephant at a time, right? Just one. <laughs> Just one. Just yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. And eventually... Slow you, and steady wins the race. Eventually you get to a point where the stuff that you used to eat is completely unrecognizable to you. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about when I was a kid and we used to go to the, the tuck shop, which I don't know what you call that in America. The, the way tuck you, shop? It's like a little, it's like a little shop that they have in the school that sells snacks. Okay. And I guess now that's replaced with vending machines. But I remember <laughs> I remember robots almost daily going to get a Twinkie. And now mm. I'm like, I can't even believe that I ate Twinkies. You know, I used to stop at a Dunkin' Donuts and get those French crullers. I just, you know, I had to have one. And it's amazing how you can get in the habit of doing something that's bad for yourself. But if you put the psychology behind that, isn't it also possible, Chantel, that we could do things that are good for ourselves and make habits out of those? Yeah, and that's how we start. So the simplest way that we start in a health coaching program is by crowding out the stuff that, you, that you're doing that's bad. So mm -hmm. we say things like, okay, you don't have to give up your, your 12 Diet Cokes today. Mm -hmm. But what you do need to do is have five glasses of water because you've been having zero. Right, right, right. Okay, and then... Next month, we're going to have six glasses of water mm -hmm. and eventually work up to the ounces that you're supposed to have for your body type. Well, no one can drink 12 Diet Cokes and eight glasses of water in, 
you know, a six hour period, right? So yeah. there's going to naturally be less time for the Diet Coke. Yeah, I love that, that saying, how is it that you can't drink like a couple of quarts of water a day, but you can come home from work on the weekend and drink a couple six packs of beer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you were drinking you know. all the water that you needed, you wouldn't even have time to, to do that stuff, which is just, it's much more accessible for people. Mm -hmm. And then that gives you time to start to build the, the mental habits that are necessary for living a healthy life. Right. There are little tricks. Like I remember when I went gluten-free, which was about 20 some odd years ago. I lost track, but it was, it's a long, good long time ago. Not only did many things in my health improve over time, but the French bakery in Wellfleet had just opened. Oh, that place is and so good. all of those people were coming to me. And so of course they're like, let me bring you big trays of croissants. And it's <laughs> like, and Danish, and it's just like, I was two weeks into my gluten-freeness, and they would come in with those giant baker pans full of delicious pastries that they were proofing and giving them all to the patients and my staff and everybody else, and I'm just sitting there going, okay, you have a choice. You could take those and eat them, or you can figure out a way not to. And it's funny, I just read an article about in how Japan they make plastic food it's for display. Like you can make plastic sushi, you can make, you know. Mm -hmm. So I, in my mind, turned everything I saw on that tray into paper mache. And I wow. said, aren't those pretty? Yes. But they're paper mache. Yes. I can't eat them. So the mind learns by the pictures that you create in yeah. your mind. Your mind responds and it's to very, words and pictures. Very effective. I had to have to tell you, I still do that. Yeah. You know, till this day. Yeah. When you can create a picture in your mind to either propel you towards what you want mm -hmm. or what you don't want, mm -hmm. it's more powerful than anything. Yeah. That brings me to why you've probably evolved into becoming a hypnotherapist. Yeah. I mean, I, on my journey, I started noticing just how long it was taking people to have change. And I started watching Marissa Peer on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what she did exactly, except that she seemed very, very smart. Mm -hmm. And that what she was doing was affecting massive change very quickly. And I thought, that's the type of thing I want to do. Because, yeah, why waste time? Yeah, because why waste time? <laughs> I've always been a very efficient person. You know, mm -hmm. all of the businesses that I've run, I've seen success because I've looked at you know, how can we do this thing quicker, more effectively? And when I looked at that as it pertained to, to health, I thought, well, if we can help someone in one or two sessions versus going to see a therapist every week for six years or, you know, mm -hmm. whatever, it really made a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. I signed up for that program not even knowing that it was hypnotherapy. You just were drawn to it. Yeah, yeah. I just knew yeah. that I had to do it. And module one was... The history of hypnotherapy and I thought oh my goodness what have I gotten myself into people are gonna think I'm I'm wacky people are gonna think I'm gonna click my fingers and they're, and they're gonna, gonna cluck like a, bark a duck like a chicken and doing all sorts of things if you're just tuning in this is talking back my name is Dr. Paula Sperry and I'm here with Chantel Baptist and I am on location recording this for your listening pleasure in Fairhaven at her lovely clinic where we are sitting around a massage table and um, having a chat this morning. Yeah. So thank you for joining us. Thank and you. Chantel, where exactly is this place in Fairhaven? 
Um, it's right on Route 6 in Fairhaven. It's called Fairhaven Wellness. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of other wellness practitioners that practice. Yeah, we do massage and Brian does ANF therapy, mm -hmm. which I don't know too much about except that it really helped my hip a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. Right. How far from Cape Cod is it? Like if you were in the Bourne Sandwich or... If you're in the Bourne Sandwich area, maybe 25 minutes. Yeah, yeah not yeah. far. Mm -hmm. um, probably an hour from Harwich, which is where I practice when I'm on the Cape. Mm -hmm. Okay. So not far. Yeah. When you think about if you're going from Provincetown to get something at Home Depot, you're going to be in the car much longer <laughs> than, yeah, for sure. than that. Yeah. Yeah. So you were shocked that this was all about uh, hypnotherapy. You're, yeah, yeah, I was completely shocked that this was all about hypnotherapy, but I'd already signed a contract to do the program. <laughs> so I thought, well, I'm going to figure this out. I think my head nearly exploded that first module. It was wow. very intense. Yeah. And actually, the course was really hard. She takes her teaching of people very seriously. Okay, well, yeah. it probably has to be. Yeah, it probably has to be. I mean, you have a huge responsibility. You're going into someone's subconscious mind, and you're dealing with very intense things sometimes. Right, right. Yeah. Memories that have been repressed for a long time. And what happens when people react or respond to, like, some place like that that you access for them? It's... What do you it's do? interesting because when you, if you've ever worked with the subconscious mind, when you do hypnotherapy, what you do is you put that part of your mind to sleep. That's the ego part, the part that gets very scared, the part that gets very freaked out a lot. That part is, is asleep. And I'm talking directly to your subconscious. So when you see something that happened, all you're doing is reviewing it. It's kind of like you're sitting on the couch and watching that, that thing in a movie. You know, you can still watch it in the movie and be moved by what you see, but it's not traumatic like okay. it would have been when you're when you're living through it. Mm -hmm. And because you've put that, I call it the yeah, but part of your brain. <laughs> oh, I want to do this. Yeah, but yeah, oh, but. I want to feel this way. Yeah, but mm -hmm. you've put that part asleep. So you're able to look at that scene and really understand what happened and what beliefs you formed about what happened. Because the belief is the most important thing. People can share similar stories, but one person might form one belief and another mm -hmm. person would form something totally different. And the one might be great for you and the other one might be terrible. Right. So every person is different. Does it help you with interpersonal relationships as well or just uh, within the self and what you're dynamics are I, I will say for sure as i you know the more regressions i do and the more i watch people especially with my daughter it's helped a lot because i see people in a scene that you can see that the mom was just trying to do her best and the kid formed a belief that messed them up for many many years uh it definitely i'm very i'm much more careful <laughs> with my words around my daughter mm -hmm. and around everyone really because you never know how what you're saying is going to affect someone and mm -hmm. you always hope that what you're saying is going to have a positive impact on someone that's right. always my goal <laughs> I want to have a positive impact on someone right. when you look at these things and it was obviously an innocent misunderstanding how mm -hmm. had this person form a belief that's been sabotaging their life for many absolutely years. there's so much of that yeah. yeah so you have to be very very careful so right. it definitely has changed the way i talk to my friends my family myself mm. myself there you go yeah like how many you know we say things to ourselves sometimes that are so terrible <laughs> yeah. 
nuts. Things that we would never say out loud to anyone that we care about. Absolutely. You know, and then we accept that kind of treatment from other people because we're so used to talking to ourselves that way. It definitely does now that I know how to work with the subconscious. Mm -hmm. When I want to say something to myself, like, I can't believe you made that mistake. Why did you do that? It causes you to pause and take a breath. Think, okay, you know, this thinking I know for a fact is not helpful towards where I want to go. And what happens when, say, you go through psychotherapy and or hypnotherapy, which is what you do, and you realize that the people that you've been dealing with your whole life are the problem. Like they're narcissists and you had no clue what that was. And mm-hmm. then you, you realize these people have no empathy. They're all out for themselves. You always thought they were a loving parent or a, a wonderful sibling. But yet, you know, you can't understand why you're getting attacked and taken advantage of. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, how do you rectify that type of a a situation that's such a tricky question thank you (laughs) (laughs) i try to think them up (laughs) you're so good with answers (laughs) it's so tricky because what i noticed for myself when i was going through the training to be a hypnotherapist Mm -hmm. people did regressions on me for me to figure out you know i definitely didn't feel like i was good enough i had very low self-confidence when i was training which none of you guys even knew but I felt it I went back to scenes with um, various ex-boyfriends my ex-husband where they were saying things that really made me feel not good yeah in that time in that part of my training it's like oh it's because I was around these people that said and did things that made me not feel good And it's very easy to sit in that place. Well, I can't believe, you know, he had no right to talk to me like that. Mm -hmm. That person had no right to treat me that way. probably the first response, right? When I, all I wanted to do was, was love them, right? And the deeper that you go into your own self-improvement, you start to think, well, there's, there's plenty of women who didn't choose a boyfriend or a husband who treated them that way. Right. That's right. So where was the originating self-belief? I wouldn't have gone into that relationship if I had enough self-worth and self-confidence. Yeah. I would have seen that behavior like I do now a mile away and been like, "Eh, I don't think so. No thanks. I want nothing to do with that. (laughs) And I think we're very quick to blame the other people that are around us. I mean, there's some relationships that you can't help. You know, you, you didn't choose your mother or your father or your sister or, or did you? Mm. I don't know, right? (laughs) You didn't choose them actively in, you know, in this life. So what are you going to do about what they're doing except make sure that you're always protecting your peace and holding your boundaries? I think that's the thing. You really have to learn how to protect yourself once you realize these people are not out for your better best interest. But it's more than that, though. Once you realize that you are good enough, once you realize that you are worthy, Mm -hmm. It's not that you have to even say no to those situations. They just don't, they just don't come up. You just mm-hmm. naturally distance yourself from these people. You put like a, a firewall like in an, yeah, a, people, a computer. Against. They're just not vibing at that level anymore. So they actually yeah. have no interest in calling you. They have no interest in inviting you for dinner. Mm-hmm. They have no interest in going to the gym with you. They just don't even think about you anymore. And you don't really think about them anymore because you're out there living life with people that are better for you. And I think I listened to Trent Shelton maybe a week ago do a talk with Tony Robbins and Dean Graciosi. Oh, wow. I haven't heard that name in a few years. 
Yeah. And he said something that has been sitting with me the whole week or the whole two weeks since that conference. He said, you, whatever situation you have in your life right now, you are the problem. And that sounded really harsh. I was, <laughs> sure. I was like, damn. Very yeah. harsh. But the, the thing is, you are. Because these people that you are complaining about every single day would not be in your life if you didn't allow them to be. Right. Right. Even if you are related to them and living under the Even, same yeah. roof. Yeah. Even if it's your husband, your, your wife, your, your mother, parent, your father, yeah. you, you wouldn't be spending time with these people. You are choosing to spend time with these people. Mm -hmm. So you are the problem. But what that means is you cannot be the problem if you're not also the solution. Hmm. You already have the tools to choose something better if you believe that you are worth it. Yeah. Right? So for me, the, the basis of everything is that self-worth. Mm. All of those things, oh, I need to learn how to set better boundaries. Oh, I need to learn to pick a better boyfriend. Oh, I need to learn to do this. You don't need to learn to do any of that. If you have enough self-worth, all of that stuff goes away. goes away. I love that. You're attracting a whole different thing because what happens is we have a thought. Mm -hmm. Our thought causes us to act a certain way. Our action reinforces a belief. Mm -hmm. And then the belief causes us to have other thoughts. So that's the looping thought ladder that you just go round and round mm. or the looping thought circle. You just go round and round all the time. What we're doing in hypnotherapy is interrupting that thought. So you have a thought, I'm not good enough. Okay, well, that's not actually true. Or why do you feel like that is? What, what, what happened? And then that interruption causes you to act a different way. Mm. When you're acting a different way, you're reinforcing a different belief. And then that different belief causes you to have a different thought. So your circle is just, you can imagine a spiral, just getting yeah, wider and wider and wider and wider. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And your comfort zone is just expanding. Mm. And you as a human are expanding. As you expand though, what's coming up for me is grief. I mean, doesn't grief enter in when you're leaving yes. that relationship? You get very sad. Yeah. And, so, and Trent said another thing about that. That talk was just so powerful. He said, you know, as you're growing, you naturally extend an invitation to the people around you to come with you. You think about any time you've ever done any personal development. And yeah, I am. I listened to Trent a couple weeks ago, and now I'm telling everyone, go listen to Trent, right? Mm -hmm. Trent you're, who, just in case? Trent Shelton. Yes, YouTube him. He's, he has a book called Protect Your Peace that's coming out. Oh, okay. Good really to know. Yeah. yeah. When I listen to him, I'm naturally telling other people to go listen to him. And just like when you're listening to to someone and you're naturally inviting the people that you love on that journey with you, right? You're naturally extending that invitation to them. Right. Right. If they choose to come, they choose to come, but you can release your guilt because you already extended the invitation. Mm. They just chose not to come. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be a big thing. How can I grow and live so much better when the people I love are suffering? Mm. Right? I have to bring them with me because I don't want them to suffer Exactly, anymore. right. But you already extended the invitation. Right. Whether they want to accept that or not is up to them. And when I heard him say that, I'm like, oh my goodness, I can release all this guilt. Mm, because for yeah. years and years, I just felt like as I looked around the people that I loved and I just wanted to bring them on this journey and they just didn't want to come. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all of a sudden, I can just go. I don't have to feel bad about it anymore. Yeah, it's their choice. In it's other words. their choice. Yeah. 
for tuning in just now. You're on Talking Back with Chantel Baptist today, and we are just uh, sort of psycho-babbling around (laughs) different concepts that have to do with what keeps us healthy and keeps our minds in the right places to grow and develop as people. And uh, Chantel, she's helped a lot of people around Cape Cod, and now she's in the Fairhaven, New Bedford area, which is where we are uh, recording this live today for WOMR Radio at 92.1 or 91.3 FM in Provincetown in Orleans. But you can get us worldwide on WOMR.org. And if you have a smartphone, why, just download the app from your favorite app store, WOMR, and take us with you wherever you go. Getting back to the diet, too, um, you were saying that, you know, behind a lot of what we start with is food. Well, that's no surprise. Look at any dog. If you've got a biscuit in their pocket, you're their best friend. And I think we're not too far removed from that in some ways. But the Ayurvedic system of health, going back 5,000 years in India, has always said that the number one thing about having anything to do with all health is our diet, which Mm -hmm. I think is fascinating. Yeah, I think a lot of people are talking about this now. Andrew Huberman had it on his podcast a little bit ago. He said the one thing that is in common with people who are super high achievers is that their diet is in check and their health Mm -hmm. is in check. Mm -hmm. And you have people who are prolific. You think about people that are recording five-hour podcasts six days a week Mm -hmm. you know, and doing all sorts of events and all sorts of other things. How could you do that if your diet wasn't on point? Mm-hmm. How could, there's no way. I think about when, when I'm at a conference, the whole day, like I cannot have toast for breakfast because I'm going to be tired and I'm not going to pay mm-hmm. attention. So I have to have eggs and fruit. Okay, what am I going to have for lunch? Well, I can't have a ton of carbs because again, I'm going to be tired. So I know that for myself, mm-hmm. right? I can't have three cups of coffee. I can have one cup of coffee. Otherwise, I'm going to be tired. And I think about when we're doing something that's really important to us and we're aware of what we're eating, we're very deliberate mm-hmm. because we know that we need that in order to be successful. But right. yet on our day-to-day lives, oh, I'm just going to stop and get a coffee. Oh, maybe I'll get that croissant. Oh, maybe I'll, you know. Yeah, yeah. We're very flippant about it. If you can clear out some of this old, these old cobwebs with hypnotherapy or mm-hmm. psychology of some sort, uh, it would then give you more of an opportunity to pr- proceed ahead yeah. with your life, right? Yeah. yeah. I think about um, junk food or junk thoughts as, you know, you're in a garden. And you have this beautiful garden and it's July and everything is just growing like crazy. <laughs> yeah. And that junk food, the residue from that junk food, all those negative thoughts is like the dandelions, mm. right? No, don't say dandelions. They're, they're good. They're good stuff. I do right? love that they're very healthy. But when you're looking at the garden, though, people are like, but Weeds. I want to see, I wanna yeah. see my, my grass. Yeah. So people are always fixated on the dandelions, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I have to pull those out. I have that done. Well, the junk food is the same. The thoughts That's are the really same. That's a really good analogy. So... Yeah. What you're doing in hypnotherapy is I'm basically the gardener. Okay, what stuff do you want to take out of this garden? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know? And in the case of the dandelions, you're like, okay, so maybe you don't like that in your garden, but let's take it out and make some tea. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes people have Repurpose. a belief yeah. that they put in place to protect them. Mm-hmm. And so they put this belief in there, let's protect myself from this horrible thing. Well, okay, well, can we think of a better use for that part of you that wants to protect you? Can that part be a god? 
Can that part be military? Can that part be a cheerleader? You know, what more useful job can we give that part of you yeah. that wants to keep you right. safe and happy? Right. right. You know, just like the garden. Yeah. So Chantel, um, obviously you've got a lot to say and a lot of really great information and you love talking on the radio. I love, I love talking it. on the radio. I love that. <laughs> and so do I. Um, and it's been a pleasure to speak with you once again. Um, I hope this isn't our last meeting together. I get a lot of great feedback when you're my guest on Thank Talking you. Back. So my website is BeHealthyWithChantel.com. And that's no E at the end of Chantel. No E at the end. So it's C-H-A-N-T-E-L-L. Okay. And I also have a course, which we spoke about a little bit months back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's called Love Your Body Healthy. So mm. that is Love Your Body Healthy course. Okay. Com. And that's, that's on... Okay, good. Yeah, so they Great. can just go to that website as well. And right, right on the computer. Right on the computer. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Um, thank you for your time today, and it's thank been you. a pleasure coming out to Fairhaven to speak with you. And I hope everyone out there in Radioland enjoyed our little banter today about thank health you. and wellness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Talking Back. Talking Back is heard on WOMR Radio at 92.1 FM at this time each week. If you have news or comments to share, or you would like to be a guest on Talking Back, write, call, or email this station care of Dr. Paula Sperry, WOMR FM Radio, Post Office Box 975. Provincetown, Massachusetts, 02657. Or you can give us a call. We're at 508-487-2619 or 1-800-921-9667. We're also at www.womr.org online. Tune in next week. And until we meet again, please remember to love your body.